Alright, here we go, and in three, two, one. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast Classic. I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm John Quartrucci. I'm Chris Coker. And I'm Drew Gould. Well, hello, everybody. How hello. Was the week? Hello, hello. Hello. How was the week? Better, well, better than, than yours. yours. Yeah, yeah a little better. I guess yeah. probably yeah. better than mine. Yeah. Luckily, I, I, was, I, I, have, I had COVID. Lucky I work at a place that lets me work from home, which is good. Um, I don't think I infected too many people at the office. Uh, COVID, yeah, real COVID, not a euphemism for an STD. I mean, you're COVID. No, this is legit COVID. Okay. Just I, if I had an yeah. STD, John, I would tell you. I would. You would come on. You would. You tell our audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, full transparency. That's the only way to normalize it. That's yeah, right. <laughs> now you want to, you know, want to talk about herpes? You let me know. But uh, now it's COVID. I'm feeling <laughs> much better now. Do you have any and, confessions uh, to make, Debbie? None. <laughs> Why? Anybody have STDs they want to talk about, John? Anybody? No, we're good, right? No. All right. No, uh, let's let's say what we should talk about before we talk about the uh, film that we that Debbie brought tonight is uh, let's talk about what you watch. Let's start with Chris Coker. Can I say something first? Oh, please. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, Angela oh. Lansbury died today. Oh, yeah. 96 yeah. years old. Holy and, cow. Um, yeah, very sad. And, uh, you know, that. you look at her film career, which was pretty amazing. Um, I think one of her first films was a picture of Dorian Gray, and then she played the psychotic mother in the Manchurian Candidate. Very sexy and, in that one. And she was very m- sexy. Most people, most of today's uh, population know her for uh, the the Jessica uh, Fletcher. murder she wrote, Jessica Fletcher, and Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, uh, incredibly talented woman in film and on Broadway. Uh, wonderful singing voice. Just a you know, and and from what I hear a really wonderful person that hopefully if we ever did a show about her, we wouldn't find out what a psycho she was. Well, we're going to have, uh, that would really we'll, disappoint me. We'll have the queue it up uh, staff. Check that one out. Well, we rip her any, apart, but uh, any, you know, Piccadillo is out there. Angela. Yes. What a great life. 96 years old. No wow. complaints about that. So I just wanted to say that before. It's a we long, begin. Long what life. I love about her is that um, she has been so often playing people's mothers. Like she played Elvis's mother. Yeah, That's right. Once, um, what's his name? Harvey's mother. And she's usually only like five or 10 years older. Yeah. Yeah. But be, yeah. You know, it's always been ridiculous how, you know, she played people's mothers who are essentially her peers. Right. That <laughs> happens a lot, though, when you look at these people who play, like, um, uh, Garp, the world according to Garp, Diane. Oh, Lewis, yeah. Right. She played yeah. super old in that one. And she was like super, I think she was super Glenn close. Oh, I'm sorry, Glenn Close. Yeah, Glenn Close. She, yeah, she wasn't. That was her first movie, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all yeah. right. Well, uh, well, Chris, what did you watch this week? Uh, so I watched two things. I'm going to talk about real quick. Um, I watched an Indian film. Oh boy. Uh, <clears throat> called Sakini Dakini. Right. Um, it's only. It's actually less than two hours long. So that's oh, one wow, of the things that made me go, "Hey, look at this." It's uh, set in modern day. It's. Um, it's a story about two women who enter the uh, police academy, right? Oh, okay, yeah. And it, it's on it's on Netflix streaming, so you can check it out there if you're interested. And it starts out like like many uh, Indian films as we've seen in media res, as as the fancy people say. Um, it starts out with this like chase scene at the beginning and a really kind of harrowing sequence, and then it cuts back to like 
three months before that, where these two women, one who's kind of more working class and one who seems to be a more aristocratic, uh, join the police force. And it's kind of a comedy of their, you know, it, it hits all your standard, you know, buddy cop beats and everything. They hate each other at first and then uh, they become friends and, and whatnot. And then it turns into a really dark kind of uh, uh, story about like, uh, organ harvesting and egg harvesting, uh, you know, kidnapping women and forcing them to produce eggs and harvesting their organs. Nice. Um, yeah. And then it switches again into kind of this ridiculous. Sorry about that. That's my dog. Oh, uh, my dog. Like this kind of over the top action film where these two women go from being these bumbling, almost bumbling like cadets to being just you know, ultra super cops, super cops. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the very much so with a lot of slow mo and all this kind of crazy stuff going on, a little bit of wire work. All in all, it wasn't, it was okay. You know, I'm honestly going to say of all the Indian films I've watched lately, I was probably most disappointed in this one, not disappointed, but just like, eh, oh, um, you, you know, you can say disappointed. Don't be afraid to say disappointed. No, if not, you were disappointed. No, no, what I mean is like, and it's, it's just, it was just an, it was just kind of an everyday movie and it just, okay. It just changed gears a little too fast for me, and it was trying to be too many things. Ralph, we how have you, to be careful. Think- we have a rabid Indian fan base, so well, we have I mean, to be you can, as my friend told me, we cannot like them as well. I mean, we don't yes, have to I love know. them all. So no, that's, that's all. That's I'm perfectly normal. A lot of Indian people I read reviews did not like Bahubali. Yeah, you know. Well, I would agree with them. So the Chris, how does that movie compare really? to uh, mm-hmm. Ivan Reitman's classic Feds with Rebecca De Mornay oh, oh and God. another lady? You know, I Mary have, Gross. I've never Thank you. Mary it. Gross. You're welcome. Yeah. Maybe that's the movie I'll choose Good next. I've actually never yeah. seen that. So, uh, Classic. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> one word. Girl, buddy. Yeah. But, um, also, I've been watching, uh, Amazon. What's this Prime with two? Movies. Two things now. Everybody with two. All right. Go ahead. Keep going. Right, I'm, I'm going to make it fast. The Rings okay. of Power. Um, ah. you know, the prequel to the Lord yeah. of the Rings, the, the movies and stuff. And I've really enjoyed it. Really? I've, you know, it's really uh, probably the toughest thing about it is, is you, you really kind of have to know the books really pretty well. There's Uh-oh. a lot of, there's a lot of talk about like, you know, little little pieces of information that they mention in the films and that are in the books that they really expand on, and um, you know, if you're if you're not really, I I could see people who, and I'm not an expert by any stretch, but even times I'm like. I have no idea what they're talking about. So it's a little bit of that, but all in all, you know what? I'm enjoying it. I, uh, I'm about six episodes in, I think, and, um, hopefully it'll, you know, pick up a little bit. If anything, it's, you know, the episodes are like an hour and 15 minutes. They're a little long. I think they could be trimmed up a little bit, but hey, you know, for 200 million bucks a season, you want to get your money's worth, right? So anyway, but I'm enjoying that and I hope, hopefully it, it finishes the season strong. Did you read the Cimmerillion? No, I do not have that uh, that level of um, uh, you know focus, man. The Cimmerillion is. I tried, but it was. Uh, it's like a really dryly written history book. You know, it's yeah. not. It's not a. Um, it's not written like a narrative, or at least I tried it years ago, and I never went back. So hmm. okay, uh, Drew. Well, I am continuing my October hunt for horror movies, and uh, I failed again because we watched Beast with Idris Elba. Oh no! Tell me that. Don't tell me that. Really? uh, It's a really bad movie. Uh, It's an hour. 
It's yeah. an hour, yes, it's an hour and oh. maybe 20 some minutes, but it feels much, much longer. Mm. Um, I like Idris Elba a lot. I like Charlotte Copley. Those are the two leads. Um, it does a thing where it has a lot of long shots, but I notice them every time, which means I wasn't interested in what the shots were of. And the shots were long shots of like, it could be an action scene or it could be people getting out of a car and walking to look at something and then walking back and getting back into the car. And it all felt the same level of excitement. Also, the, we've been talking a lot about animal CGI in the past few episodes. The CGI of the lion is good. It's good enough for me to feel bad for it because uh, it's not realistic at all, and it's just an animal, and they're acting like it's some kind of monster, which doesn't make any sense. So you can skip that. But I'm a little late uh, for real horror. Um, I watched a show on Apple called Blackbird uh, about um, Taron Egerton's character going to prison to try to get... Um, excuse me, Paul Walter Hauser's character to confess as to where he's buried the 15 or 20 young girls that he raped and murdered. And uh, it's amazing. I love Paul Walter Hauser. He's an incredible actor. Even in movies that I don't think were very good, like Richard Jewell, he is riveting. Taron Egerton, I really like a lot from stuff like Kingsman, and he was great. And um, I did a little bit of reading about it. The, the, um, the show is apparently very faithful to the story, which, which is really crazy because some of it's really nuts and it's got Greg Kinnear and some other, and Ray Liotta's last role. And, um, is it based on a, a true den- story? Is that what you mean by it's based on a true story? And oh. It's based on a book that James Keen, who's Taron Egerton's character wrote called in with the devil. And he's uh, an executive producer on the show, which is interesting, but the more important executive producer on the show is Dennis Lehane. And Dennis Lehane has done a lot of interesting stuff. Um, even though I have Boston roots, I really don't like Mystic River very much. But uh, The Wire, Gone Baby Gone, The Drop, I mean, his stuff is gritty and real and satisfying. And the most important part of Blackbird for me was that it was six episodes, which was exactly the right length to tell this story. Yeah, but it's a uh, series. We've talked a lot about it's 10 episodes, it's two episodes, yeah. it's 12 episodes. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a limited series. I don't see how you could do a sequel unless something happens in real life because this is a real thing and you can look up and see where people are today. And uh, I really recommended it. And you can't really binge it. It's a lot. It's very intense, but it's absolutely worth your time. Uh, Blackbird. Blackbird. Excellent. Sounds good. Uh, uh, Sean and Debbie. Um, well, we were finally catching up on the podcast that we are finally watching The Offer. And oh. it is really terrific. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, we almost watched an episode before we signed on the air, but we were too busy re- researching the movie. But um, I love The Offer. You know, um, it's highly entertaining. And it's about, for those who are unfamiliar with it, it's about the making of the film The Godfather. And um, everyone is great in it. Yeah. You know, the guy, everybody who plays everybody, it's really fantastic. The guy who does Brando. Yeah. The guy who does Brando, I should say. But the guy the who Chino does kid was good. Yeah. Chino, yeah. The yeah. shrimp. Yeah. The yeah. guy who does P- Puzo. Puzo is great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love the relationship. It's good to see a really close relationship between a director and the writer. And I assume they really got along because they – they apparently did have a very good work. Oh, yeah. Style. How many episodes into it are you? Five. 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 Do they make yeah, the Miles Teller. Miles Teller is great, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. They yeah, made the yeah, movie, I, huh? I just, yeah. 
all throughout. Yeah. And it has commercial breaks. So did it air on TV? Wasn't yeah, it, it was on Hulu? On Hulu, yeah. Yeah, so if you don't have... Um, I have Hulu Premium, so you, I had no commercials. Yeah. If you have oh. ad-free, then you wouldn't notice it. Other than yeah. well, we're watching it. We, we got Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. Fine. Oh, so, right. Yeah. It was on Paramount. Right. Yeah, I don't remember so. if it had commercials. I don't think it did. Yeah, because it, it does. You know, it goes to black a lot. You know, yeah. that little. Oh, oh, it's got commercial breaks, but but they don't go to commercial. That's what you're saying, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Unless you don't pay it's for edited, the premium, it's right. edited. Yeah, I got you. You know, I will say I was disappointed. Um, only watched two episodes. But one of the other things I wanted to watch on Paramount Plus, Debbie wasn't watching. It was late. Um, was to stand. I always liked that Stephen King book. I thought the original one was iffy, but you know, I just found this one so far unlikable. Maybe I'll give it another start. But um, we're mainly watching the offer. That's both? Okay. Uh, that's very Unless good. Yeah, watch it all the way through. It's fun. I think they're going to do a second season of that. I, I think. heard that, yeah, because the ratings were so good for it. And the woman who plays his secretary was just amazing, too. And I know she's yeah. uh, probably uh, you know, composite. Yeah, she's on Ted Lasso. Yeah, she's fantastic. She was yeah. great. So, uh, John? You, okay, you I'm going to talk real quick. I, I'm going to talk about two things. I have to talk about two things. Uh, one is um, one of my favorite um, portrayals of the devil in any movie for me the is The Devil and Daniel Webster, 1941. Oh, okay. Absolutely love this movie. Walter Houston plays Mr. Scratch. Uh, it's directed by William Dardelay. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, but it's got incredible cinematography for the time period. They really did some unique things. And one of the best things that I love about the movie is uh, Edward Arnold plays um, Daniel Webster, but the guy who originally played him, Thomas Mitchell, got in an accident during one of the scenes and like broke his back or something. Yeah. So he came into it on a day's notice and they reshot every scene that Thomas Mitchell was in with Edward Arnold, who is excellent in this. And there's one scene where, where he's sitting down with the wife of the lead character and uh, every close-up of the wife was shot with Thomas Mitchell, not Edward Arnold. You know, they didn't, unless they went to a two-shot, so they didn't have to refilm everything. Really interesting, but a really fun movie. It's got some real dark overtones. Uh, Simone, Simone Simon, is that her name, is in it? The one who is in Cat People. Uh, yeah. really, um, really interesting character in that. So if, if you get a chance, again, I think the best portrayal of the devil is Walter Houston in this role. The second thing I watched that just came out, as everyone knows on this podcast, our Indian fans out there probably don't know this, but I think most of Marvel and, um, Star Wars, um, is woke garbage right now. Uh, I'm not happy with any of it. I, I think it's there. Every, every show's got a message. And let me tell you something. Most comic book fans, all they want's a good story. That's all they want. But having said that, a, a Marvel special just launched on Disney plus called Werewolf by Night, That's which is based on a fantastic comic book that I absolutely loved, uh, with the lead character named Jack Russell. Get it? Werewolf Jack Russell. Um, and this is, uh, the guy who directed it, his name is Michael, uh, Gia Chio. I'm not even sure I'm saying it right. He is a musical composer, a Michael really, Giacchino. okay, Giacchino. Excellent, um, uh, music, uh, you know, um, music guy. Composer. He wanted to direct, he wanted to direct a movie and he directed this movie and it, it's an hour show. It's a one off. But it's really unique the way they do it. It's a throwback to the Universal 
monsters movies, black and white. Even the credits look like that. They even purposely kind of scratched the film a little, put cigarette burns in it to make it look like an old movie. It's it's really good. The special effects are good. The the set design and the way he shot it, really, really interesting. Um, no message other than they're trying to scare you. And I think I think successfully they're setting up a monster franchise in the Marvel universe, which which I would be all for because there's some really great uh, characters. In fact, the the character of Man Thing, if anyone knows the comic, is in this movie, and it's it's incredible how they. They got them just like out of the comic books. So if you want something uh, on Marvel uh, in, in the Halloween van, check out Werewolf by Night. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, uh, is it, it recommended for kids? Um, yeah, you know, because it's black and white, it's it's violent, right? And the reason why they went black and white was they didn't want the red blood. So because it's on Disney, so so it's it's violent, but it's not. I, I would say a, a kid could watch it, and they wouldn't be. Uh, I don't think it would be bad for them at all. It's not that bad. Series or one-off? Series or one-off? It's a one-off. It's a, oh, it, it, okay. In fact, they called it a Marvel special, I think good. they called it. Good. But it was yeah. really, really well done. No. I was surprised how good it was. Right. Well, uh, I've had a lot of time with COVID to watch a lot of movies. And after watching all these Indian films that take three hours, it's amazing how many films you can cram into four hours. Um, <laughs> so one of them that I watched is one that I picked for our uh, Dollar Tree podcast that John and I do. And it's this one called Terminal, starring oh Margot God. Robbie, um, Mike Myers. Who else? Um, Mike Myers. Oh, and you got a Blu-ray. You got a Blu-ray for a buck twenty-five. Nice. It's a dumbed-down Guy Ritchie film, <clears throat> but I still it's a enjoyed good description. it. Description. I mean, I still enjoyed it. It's it's uh, you can see the way it's shot. It's trying to be it's trying to be uh, very artsy. It all takes place at night at a at a at a, ter- at a train terminal. Very. Um, Noirish, very uh, heightened. Uh, you kind of can figure out what's going on about halfway through, <clears throat> but still, everybody's like violent. Is it violent? Like uh, I think a guy yeah, Richie, it's not. It's, violent. There's a lot of there's a lot of shooting and stuff, but you don't really see a lot. Uh, produced by Margot Robbie, I think it's one of the first ones she produced uh, before because I think she produced I Tanya and a couple others recently. The Harley Quinn she produced. Yeah, um, so they get a lot better. They do get yeah. this is I'm not saying it's a great film. I did enjoy it though. I enjoyed the twist at the end. It's a pretty good name cast. Yeah, it's pretty Simon Pegg's in there. They get a couple guys that have been in Guy Ritchie films, including uh, I didn't know this kid uh, that uh, Jeremy Irons' son is an actor and he was he was in this as well. Hmm. Um and he was pretty good. Anyway, it's called Terminal. It's definitely worth a dollar twenty five, but I'm not sure much more than that. That's so, our review. It's, <laughs> it's, it's worth the buck twenty five. That was fun. Um all right. So now let's talk about what Debbie brought. Uh, Debbie, what uh, film did you bring to the table? <laughs> and tell us what continent it came from and uh, who's in it. That's well, this, this movie comes from India. And this movie is not an entertainment movie. It's not a horror. Well, I, I don't think of it as a horror film. I don't think it's, it's like, only thing I could say it's an important film about what happened in world history and 1919 is when it happened what's the name of the film uh the name of the film is sadar Udum. Udum. and um it's really based on what happened in 1919 the same time that the um there was a pandemic going on of a virus another virus and um 
and it's a hundred years later that we're all waking up to the truth of what happened there. And I can hardly believe it. Well, what uh, happened? It's just horrifying what was done to these, uh, the, the people there and the bloodshed and the, and the cruel, the cruelty and the inhumanity, man's inhumanity to humans. It's, unbelievable it's embarrassing it's what's embarrassing about watching this film is you're learning about almost for the first time this horrible thing that happened and you know i know gandhi there's a scene in gandhi uh, we just watched that, right man. you know it's out there it's been out there but i'm going to confess my ignorance that i had no clue we're all uh, ignorant nobody right. what, nobody what, had what went on and this film really uh you know when i first started watching it i was like oh no here we go again because they start the movie out where you're jumping around from year to year, from country to country. I couldn't quite get a handle on what they were trying to do. And then it turned into a procedural, like a, like a, like a, you know, a detective, Zodiac. like a Fincher film, like Zodiac, right? Yeah, where yeah. you're following this human being from 1919. I think it was 20 years later, right? I think he. Yeah. Right? 1940. So he vows revenge in 1919 and carries it out 20 years later. Um, and yeah, it's that when you finally get to the scene you're talking about, the brutality is, is amazingly portrayed in this film. And the thing it made me do is go and read about these two guys, Dwyer, O'Dwyer and Dyer, these two Brits who one was assassinated, the other one died before he could get assassinated. But anyway, I mean, it's a, it's a portrayal of this. Indian history that I had no clue about. And like I said, I'm a little embarrassed because it's just horrible what the, the fact that two million Indians fought for the Brits in World War One and World War Two, and this is the way they were treated. Uh, it says a lot. And they end at the end, they say they haven't apologized yet. I mean, I know there's been some. They regretted it. There's some, yeah, regret about it, but no apology to this day. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, and it's a, I think the portrayal in the film that everybody who recommended this film was a hundred percent right. That, I mean, this film is an amazing piece of work by a lot of amazing people. The lead actor, the, the director, obviously, the, the, the sets were amazing. The, the, the vistas, the, I don't know. And this is one where I don't know how they pulled it off, right? I'm not going to sit there and say this was a CGI mess. It was, I can't, I couldn't tell. I didn't care. I was so captivated by the lead guy and his. Vicky Kushal is his name and he, he's fantastic. Yeah. He plays an understated character, but he, he witnesses this and, and it's, it's got to be on your, in your, you know, there's a scene that he gets in the water and up the bloody, you know, he's the human, uh, emergency vehicle, you know, on that cart that he carries. And uh, all the people that he puts on there are sometimes falling off. And then there's a shot of a, a child's foot and it's bloodied. I mean, the whole foot is bloodied and the moon is shining on the blood on his foot. And it's just, it just aches. It, your body actually aches as if you're pouring your blood out. You know, it's like a terrible feeling. It, well, and this is, this is, you know, in reading on it, these are real people too, obviously. I mean, he's a real human being. His friend who ends up getting hung as well, who basically, you know, the story goes that 
he gave up God for his friend. He said, there is no God, but I'm going to, this is my guy. And that's the picture he's holding at the end, right? When he gets, when he gets capital punishment. Um, you know, I didn't know the guy's motivation through this. I mean, I knew it, but you didn't really know it until they finally show that scene. Yeah. And then you go, okay, now yeah. I have, now I can see what was going on. And it's, it's an eye opener. It's an eye opener. So that was my, that was my takeaway. And I, and I went online, I looked up all kinds of stuff. I watched the scene of Gandhi. Now I want to see Gandhi to get another perspective because, you know, the other thing we're getting in the comments is, you know, Gandhi's kind of a divisive figure, I think, because of his nonviolent stance. And well, and, yeah, a lot of people were complaining, especially on R and R. Yeah. And you can see that, I mean, that, in that scene, the execution of that scene that goes on in that courtyard. Uh, is one of the most brutal and effective scenes I've ever seen in my life about what was happening. And I just, I, I can't talk enough about it and I, I'll, I'll be done talking, but let somebody else say something. But yeah, it's an amazing film. Well, I think, you know, for the audience, um, one thing, this is definitely, you know, like Hollywood will make some message films or bring to light a thing and you feel like you're getting a lesson. I want to say this film never felt like a lesson for me. Yeah. It really felt like a guy's journey. You know, it, there was a lesson. But, I mean, the actor, uh, Vicky, uh, I'm just going to call him Vicky. Kishaw. Vicky Kashaw. I mean, he really inhabited that character. And it does take a while to go on. I mean, first, you, you like, you see him leave India. You see him walking across Russia. And he... Wait a second. It's a, it's a bad phone. And even, you know, I was just looking at him walking across this Russian vista. And it sort of reminded me of Shivago. It reminded yeah. me of Reds. And I'm just sitting there saying, I don't know. I don't know if I would walk across there. I don't know if I would be so committed to revenge that I would walk across Russia. But at that point, we hadn't seen what he went yeah. through, right? I know, which makes it even harder to yeah. believe. But I tell but you, what, my, my brain was going... My brain was going, Oh, here we go. Here we go. They're going to, they're going to overshoot these scenes. Like that scene you're talking about, him walking across Russia was shot from every different angle, took forever. So I was getting it cynical. I was getting real like, Oh, here we stick with it. Don't worry about it. It gets to a place that is transgressive and it's like, Holy cow. Uh, you know why he walked across Russia now. And I think that's what you were getting at just then. It's like, Oh, now yeah, I see but also. But also, I love the complexity of the story. It's interesting because if you notice the soldiers, if I'm not mistaken, were Indian soldiers. Yeah, or the that's, British. What I, that's what's amazing. Yeah. And same and while I was watching India, I mean, the Gandhi movie as well, because most of the British army in India consisted of Indians, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, Well, let's so just say this too, is women and children in there, not just... Yeah, There's women and children in that court. And they are blown apart oh, like yeah. you would be by one of those kinds. You see yeah. their hands popping yeah. off when they're hitting yeah. the wrist. I mean, brutal. it's brutal, but brutal. It, the complexity is, yes, the um, the soldiers with those Enfields were Brit were um, were yeah. Indians. But then he, where does he go? He goes to Britain, you know, where he's working in the country of his oppressors. And he says a good number of times he does not hate the British, the people and all. He hates imperialism. And to me, what the shocking thing is how close he got. Well, let me just say, because I don't think we've explained the plot completely. The um, main guy, 
Und By we, you mean you or, or, or... Okay, go ahead. Undam Singh, the main character, Undam Singh, who wants revenge, you know, he goes... To, he, he, he was supposed to be at the meeting where the massacre took place. He was late. And he was there trying to save lives afterwards. He resolves to get revenge by... There was... There was a British general named Dwyer, or O'Dwyer, who led the massacre. He was picked because he was cruel. Because the governor, a guy named Michael Dwyer, the governor of the British governor of the province, picked him to, to be, to show extreme punishment so that no, there would be no uprising anywhere. So he picked the guy he knew would go in there and kill men, women, and children without hesitation. So, you know, it would have killed general, more if he didn't run out of ammunition. Yeah. The, amazing. Um, yeah. And the general was punished for it. He was shamed. I think he didn't go to jail or anything, but, you know, he was not considered a hero when he got home. But Dwyer, the governor, was okay. He survived the scandal. And, you know, he was still a, a popular British politician and expert on India. So um, Undam Singh, the uh, revolutionary, goes to England specifically to purpose to kill this man. But he doesn't want it to look like a murder. And he gets close to the man. He makes contact with him first as a salesman. And then he loses his job, or says he loses his job. And he works for him as a servant and a chauffeur. And they actually have some interesting conversations. And, you know, it's complex in the fact that Dwyer does not have any regret and he feels he did the right thing, but you get the sense that he's haunted by it. You get the sense that his pride in what he did is a reason. I don't think so. I don't know. I did. I got the fact that yeah. he was always trying to justify it to himself. I didn't see him haunted at all, but oh, I, I, I thought he was. there was a look after he was talking about it. Well, he was, he was drunk. Thinking. That last scene where he was drunk in the chair, maybe, but uh, yeah, that's I, where I, that's where I thought. Now, I will say, if you look at, like, RRR, there's no complexity in the British characters at all, except the, the nice girl. They're all, like, all the imperialists are, like, incredibly evil. Not that this guy wasn't, but there were good people. Like, even the uh, detective from Scotland Yard, who was really cruel to him in the beginning. Well, ultimately, he changed. He became yeah. sympathetic towards yeah. him. Yeah. You know, so there were, it, in a sense, it, it did show some good Brits. You know, you know, or that people were really wanting to understand, you know, and I think they let Churchill off easy until the end thing, because he's saying, well, what happened was horrible, but he did some horrible stuff in India, too, you know, like, you know, diverting food from the Indian people for the war effort, which led to starvation, you know, I, I just, millions. I can't get over this stuff. So, you know, so it's like, you know, although in the scene where you see Churchill talking about the massacre. You know, he definitely said it was wrong, but he was, you know, and so, you know, he was wrong too, you know, so, but it's a fascinating story and it's done very well. I think the acting is great. The cinematography is great. The period detail, the, you really get the sense of the London, you know, I would say twenties and the thirties and it ends in 1940. The cars, the paper, the building. Even the weather, even the weather seemed real and cold and. You know, yeah, I mean really, it. You know, it was great. Beautiful production design for sure. Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful production yeah. design, and I I will honestly say I think this is the best movie. You know, did I enjoy this like I enjoyed 
RRR or Bahubali. No, I mean, those movies were fun, even though they... Those were entertainment pieces. This is a serious, important film that says so much, and it makes me think so... It's so deep ingrained in my soul now that I watched this, and I I don't want to be fooled ever again into some kind of Stockholm. You know, the people there... The, the British had convinced the other Indians to shoot their own people. Now, what kind of mind screw up is that? Is the only thing I could say is like the Stockholm. Uh, well, syndrome. I imagine that if you didn't do what they told you to do, they'd grab your kid and shoot your kid in front of you. How about I mean, Nazi Germany? I'm, I'm I mean, sure. I'm sure. It's not like out of the sure realm. There's other films that Indian films and the like that'll show you the brutality. I mean, I was hearing stuff they were using kids to catch alligators and crocodiles they use them as bait yeah but you also got to look at the british were smart in the sense that they tried to incorporate indian nobility you know like the rajas and all especially during the time of victoria it sort of said well if you're a raja you're equivalent to a british lord or a viscount or something so they really tried to bring the elites of india and i'm sure i'm going to get a lot of corrections on this in our comments but they tried to bring well, good, the ruling we want to be, un- we want right? to be understood but from my understanding they- is the british were working hard to incorporate the elites of india into their elites and saying well you're equivalent to us you know it's interesting who they consider equivalent because i'm because <clears throat> of a project i'm working on i'm looking at early slavery in the united states in the state of maryland and it's interesting that, according to early Maryland law and British policy, Native Americans were, had the rights of Englishmen for, like, court, property, and everything. But the Africans coming in didn't. But it's interesting that they equivalent gave Native Americans, you know, who I think did better under British rule than when we came over because, you know, the Brits, you know, had less interest in taking all the land. You know, but, I mean, there's a lot of... You know, certainly we've had our um, share of massacres in this country too. But yeah, we should. Nothing been. on the scale of that massacre. Well, we don't. I don't know if I would say. No, that, I would disagree with that. But we dropped a bomb somewhere, didn't we? Nagasaki. No, no, no. I'm talking. Nagasaki. I'm talking about massacres Hiroshima. here Hiroshima. in this country. Sorry, because okay. I was just reading. Well, we try to wipe out the Native Americans. I mean, listen. Yeah, I'm I mean, not trying we, to compare and contrast. Please, I just want yeah. to stick with this one. Um, and, and the eye opening experience that this film was for me. Right. Um, so. Well, it made me look into other things. Yeah. Anyway, John, Drew, Chris, somebody. Um, I mean, I, so we watched this based on the recommendations by people giving us in the comments, uh, about something more grounded. Uh, and, and this was probably about as grounded as you can get. And, uh, anyone who watches this show knows that when I go to the movies, uh, I really like to be entertained. And movies like this for me is a tough, a tough slog. Um, it was amazing because when this movie first started, it was jumping all over the place and I, I, I wasn't exactly sure yeah. what was going on. And, you know, I was getting into it. I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, the, the lead actor was phenomenal. Uh, his, you know, when he's burning on the inside, but trying to play understated on the outside, you you can see that conflict in him. It was just incredible. And I want to, I do want to mention the director because it was so well directed. Uh, I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong and I apologize. Uh, Shujit Sarkar. Um, 
really an amazing job. And it's funny, Ralph, because the last 45 minutes of this film is some of those brutal stuff I've ever watched in a movie. And it is, it is a hard, hard thing to get through because it just goes on and on. Yeah, it's almost and real you sit time. There, that, that, you that, sit there yeah. and think, okay, it was probably longer than this, you know, in reality, right, after minutes. the massacre. But, but for this to go on and on and, and the, the desperation and the weariness uh, of his mind and soul yeah. as he's yeah. getting these bodies, um, it, it was, it was. I mean, when, when it was over, uh, I was like, I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm glad it's finally over because – it w- I was so beaten down by it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. That's not, I'm no, not saying no, that in a negative way. It's, it's I'm just saying it's a tough, it, one. It's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, it was tough. And, and, and yeah. the thing that I was thinking the most, and I am a, uh, a, a big study of, of U.S. history, Revolutionary War, World War One, World War Two, and I always have been. And the thing for me, and you already said it, Ralph, but I was embarrassed. I had never heard of this thing before, ever. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know this happened. So, so I was like, how, how come I don't know this? How come, you know, and I never saw Gandhi. So if it was part of that, I, I've never seen that movie. It's definitely, that scene's in Gandhi as well. Yeah. Well, so, he actually says in the movie, he says he's going to be a footnote somewhere. Yeah. So, so, so I was like, well, how come, you know, like I said, how come I don't know this? Uh, now this, this is one of these movies. It's like Saving Private Ryan. I'll never watch this again because it's yeah. too hard to get through. Um, but I would, uh, you know, again, to the people out there who, who said this is much more grounded, you know, at some point I was waiting for a musical number because they told me in every, every movie, it's a musical number and it never happened. I was like, okay, so this yeah, is going to, I mean, talk well, about opposite ends of the spectrum oh, of, yeah. of Indian filmmaking. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just really, really well done. And again, I can't stress this lead actor. And I don't know if this was an Amazon co-production. I really don't understand that relationship because it's set- these are negative pickups. Okay. Um, but that guy was just his performance and he's basically in the whole movie. I mean, from start to finish, he's in the movie. Just an amazing, amazing performance. But you know, you have to know up front, it is a tough movie to watch. It really is a very tough movie to watch. So you got to be prepared for that. And if you know nothing about this, you'll be a better person for it. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. So, um, it was, it was a nice pick, Debbie. Uh, not exactly what I expected. You know what? I want to say one thing. You're talking about musical numbers. And Debbie and I were watching an Indian critic on YouTube talking about the film. And he said, this is a great film, but it could really have been improved if there were some musical numbers with poetic poetic lyrics. And he recommended some singers (coughs) over a certain place. They should have put songs. Well, they had music playing. There was some pretty... You know, spot yeah, on. but I nothing like the other movies. Yeah. No, no, yeah. they're not. They're not musical yeah, yeah, yeah. numbers that break yeah. in the middle. How could you yeah. do that in this film? I don't. Understand. No, I agree. But 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 everybody said and that it doesn't need. It doesn't of, need it. It doesn't. Part need of Indian films is they always put a musical number in it. That's what that's oh, what I, everyone's I know, been saying. Know, and I'm like, okay. So I was waiting. I'm going. Where the hell? Where the hell they're going to put a musical number in this movie? You know what I mean? I'm like, no way. Well, I would. You know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, when they when he finishes his story and he cuts back to him in the cell with the the Scotland Scotland Yard guy. That's when you go, okay, this guy is a freaking freaking hero. Because at first right. you're like he's just like any other assassin that has whatever their reasoning for doing what they do. But he had a legit reason, and it's amazing. So, uh, Drew and Chris, and it was an amazing, also an amazing assassination. 
He got the guy, and then he hit, and then he thought he was shooting randomly, but he knew everyone he was shooting at. It was surprised. Right. I was a little surprised how easy it was for him to get the gun in, but that's a different. He had it in the book, and that's real. That's he really. Did I know, that. I know that this is this is based on fact. Well, not like had metal detectors back then. <clears throat> yeah. So, Chris. Uh, yeah, you know, um, this, this movie, it's funny. Um, I remember reading some of the comments in, um, <clears throat> about RRR. I know that Drew had mentioned, you know, it being, you know, being nominated for an Oscar for, you know, best foreign language, uh, film or, or, or maybe even best picture. Um, I feel like this is one of, you know, I noticed a few of the people mentioned, though, you know, it's politics and stuff like that. And I, and I, as I watched this film, I, I know it came out in 2021. So I wonder, like, is it the film that, like, it seems like the kind of prestige film that, you know, that, that the Indian film industry would want to put forth. You know, it's, it's, it's a very heavy film. It's very, it's amazingly well done. It's terrifically acted. It's well written. Um, and, you know, it obviously, it, it, it speaks to a very, uh, you know, powerful incident and, you know, situation, you know, in, in Indian history. So I often wonder about that as I was watching it. I couldn't, I couldn't help but think about that. Like, is this, is this kind of one of the idea that, you know, that this is a prestige film that they're, that they're putting forth? Do we know um, that Gandhi win best picture when it came out? Yes. Yeah, it it, did. I believe it did, but that was essentially a British movie. I mean, no, I understand. That's, yeah. like, but, I understand. Um, anyway, the point is, is this movie, one of the things I really liked about this movie, uh, and I thought was extremely powerful is, is how they do wait to the very end to show you the massacre. You know, um, it's like you're learning about this guy. And like you said, you're like, OK, he's doing this thing and he, he says he's a freedom fighter and all this. And, you know, they show you, you know, bits and pieces. But it's like, you know, uh, instead of showing you the, you know, the massacre at the beginning of the film and then it kind of somewhat diluting as the film time runs through, as you go through the film itself and you see him doing all these things, you know. They show you the horror right at the end to kind of really bring it home and juxtapose that with him being, you know, him being executed, hung, um, which I thought was thing, really- well, and yeah, it, The other thing that does is it puts us in the Scotland Yard guy's position, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he, I mean, I'm sure he knew about it, but like anybody doesn't know the details. And until you get those details is when he went, oh, my Lord. You know, that's when he, I think, really developed a respect for this guy. Same with us. Like I was saying, I didn't know his motivations. We knew something happened, but I think that made the film much stronger because you're having doubts the whole time until you see what happens. And now you're completely on that person's. Now you completely understand what's going well, on. Well, and you wouldn't give it up while they're, I mean, you know, there's well, long he, scenes he where they're torturing him. Yeah, that, the torture. I brutal. mean, that was brutal too. And yeah. he just never gives it up. And you're trying to figure out, well, he's been caught. Why doesn't he just tell him? Well, now, you know, that scene at the end. We, yeah. 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 It's, um, it, no, no, not at all. It's, uh, it's like you said, it, it is a, it is a hard watch. That, that sequence where he is, he has the cart and he is basically just transporting the wounded is, um, you know, it's, it's harrowing, you know, in yeah. the sense that it's just, you know, people don't, you know, a lot of times when we see movie violence, you know, people get shot and they drop dead. Right. You know? and, and, and in truth, most people survive the, you know, for a long time after they've been shot, even with a, you know, military grade rifle, um, it's pretty, yeah. and just the idea that, you know, if you get shot in the stomach or in the back or someplace like that, um, it's not just you drop and you're dead. It's just the, the grind of that is, is pretty, it's pretty terrible because it shows you not just the people who were, you know, who died, but just the, the, 
you know, the pain of all the people who were wounded and, and, and how their lives and all their, their, you know, their family and, and the people around them were changed. Uh, yeah, this is one of those movies. I, I, I agree with you, John. I'm, I'm not sure I'm ever going to watch this movie again, but at the same time, it's hard not to, you know, to, uh, appreciate its, its power and, it, and its quality, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Board, you know? Yeah. All right, Drew. Well, I didn't know anything about this history. Um, I think that's part of the way we experienced the movie. Uh, I knew it was about this massacre. Uh, if you're uh, an Indian film audience member, you probably know all about it. But I say that, but there's equivalence here in this country. Like, I think it's, it's shocking, but not surprising that so many people had no idea what happened in Tulsa in 1921 until right. they watched Watchmen and Lovecraft that's Country true. on HBO. True. And part of that is that, People don't know their own history, but also part of that is the the people who who uh, do such things make a deliberate effort to cover up that history. Yeah, and that was a story of a white community defending a girl who had been sexually assaulted. When really, what it was was uh, thousands of people telling successful black people, "You can't have success, and you must die." And they actually bombed them from the air. Like the whole thing is completely insane. And this massacre is that level of violence and insanity. So I think if you're an Indian audience member, you are watching it and you know what's going to happen. Just the, the choke point that goes into that courtyard, when you realize that that's the layout of it, and then you see what's going to happen, that alone is horrifying because you're like, oh, there's no way out. And then they spend a, a quite a bit of time. It feels like a very yeah. long time, not inappropriately showing you how yeah. they couldn't get out. People literally couldn't climb yeah. up over each other's corpses. Yeah. To, and the other to get thing about that, that choke point that they brought up in the, tribunal that happens after that if it were big enough he would have brought up the, right. the tanks with in machine there, guns and he would have used machine right. guns yeah i'm right. not saying what happened was any better but it, no but a lot more would have died oh my god i mean you just think about yeah so i'm sorry drew oh sorry i i think you have to remember you keep you keep talking about it as revenge and i mean that's part of it but he's very clear it's not about revenge or not about primarily Revenge. I mean, he had plenty of opportunities, including pointing a shotgun at the man's head. Yeah, he didn't want it to be meaningless. Well, he wanted it to be a protest. The important part of a protest is that it gets seen, which is why uh, he didn't speak under torture. He waited until he had a platform in the courtroom. And all of the dialogue uh, that he says on the stand... Uh, attacking the British for what they did. And I mean, obviously what they deserve to be told that they did. That's apparently all like basically out of the transcript. Like right. he really made that speech. It's very authentic, all that kind of stuff. And I think, um, you know, it, the movie is, is quite slow. Um, that doesn't make it in any way bad, but it's, it's quite slow. And at the beginning, especially it feels a little disjointed. A little bit. Um, little bit. but again, I, I don't know. Like there, there are pieces of this story that would be very familiar to an Indian audience that I, I just, you know, wouldn't recognize. Oh, that that's what's happening. And, and the fact that you're talking about a movement for Indian independence and that there are communists in that movement. And then, of course, you're talking about Indian soldiers and policemen shooting Indian people. And that's, of course, a classic move of a, of a colonial power to separate people. I mean, those units that did the massacre, they were, Gurkhas and Sikhs and Balochs and different places in India than this corner of, of northwestern India in Punjab. And, um, it's really, you know, I talked about how people 
Like in Tulsa, you lie to yourself about it. And the British lied to themselves about it. They didn't let a lot of news get out. And then they did the Hunter Commission and they basically let everybody off, which happens, you know, often because they're in charge before and after the massacre. So they can do whatever they want. <clears throat> but I think, um, the movie is like a very long fuse. And I did not know what to expect. If you tell me I'm going to watch a movie about the Holocaust and you say, listen, at the end, you know, they're at Birkenau, it's a death camp. I don't know how they're going to portray it, but I know what I'm going to see. This I did not know what I was going to see. And I found that it was a long wait, but it was worth the wait. And it was very well done and very um, respectful, but also very honest because I mean, that's that before they start shooting, when General Dyer says they've already been warned. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so chilling and no one has yeah. been and murdered. His yet. whole, in the tribunal again, they asked him, what about the wounded? And he said, nobody asked for help. Right. And somebody uh, says, how can a child ask for help? And that's the one time the guy had a look yeah. of like, uh, Here's Michael, another. Michael O'Dwyer is the one who got assassinated, right? Yeah. He was Correct. the Michael governor of, no, no, Michael Dwyer. No, Dwyer. Michael O'Dwyer oh, was assassinated. Yeah, General okay. Reginald Dyer. Okay. I want to, cause we've been reversing that. So I want to make sure that, that, that we say that right. Sorry. Was, no, that's sorry. all right. It was O'Dwyer that got assassinated. Now, here's the funny thing about that, the ironic thing. They both had a Dwyer. It was like O'Dwyer and a Dwyer. That's very strange. Well, it's Dyer. Yeah, oh, it's close. Dyer. Dwyer is like, un. Do, do you, let me ask you guys a question. Do you think, like, the 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 guy who actually did the massacre actually on the scene did they play that like he like i got the impression he was a little bit conflicted i don't think it was just i'm going to murder these people and that's it i i felt like there was some confliction in him did anyone else see that or was it just me i think it's really really easy it's really really easy to say i'm conflicted but i got to do my duty right and yeah. that explains the right. uh, level of violence against civilians across history. Because wow. uh, I am a British soldier working for the British Empire. We are bringing civilization to India and all these other ridiculous, awful, violent things, which they talk explicitly about in the movie. They're really here to loot us and all these things that we know, but we don't know necessarily our experience what it looks like and so there's a lot of things people will do because they're ordered to and there's a lot of things people will do because they either think it's right or they tell themselves that it's right i mean even on the big scale of the of the investigations and everything not only did the british say well this was wrong we won't do it again and winston churchill said it was uh, an abomination and all this other stuff they said we are not going to uh, react and, uh, and conduct ourselves as violently in our colonial territories from now on, which was one of the biggest lies because of course it didn't necessarily get less violent in India. And when the Mau Mau rebellion happened in Kenya, it was maybe even more violent and unbelievably violent. So when you're in charge, you can tell yourself whatever you want. And so that guy as a person might have had a moment where he thought, well, I guess I'm shooting at children, but he still did it. So he can't have bothered. Well, I didn't see that in the film, but. Now, yeah, here's I, didn't, I didn't see regret in his eyes no, either. I, I didn't say regret. I, I didn't say regret. Was, I think when you're talking about that situation, I, I'm thinking he, he was totally evil, total, total in, engrossed in evil, and that was all he was going to do is kill those people. Now, everybody knows to kill children, you don't do that. You don't do that. And their blood, and the, the question is this, the, the mass bleeding going on at that massacre, that blood was actually crying out. And even Udam Singh said, 
you know, he got in the water and he said, God have mercy. And the blood was speaking to God, you know, a vengeance, you know what I mean? He had to go and blood go. calls for blood. Blood calls for blood. And I don't know about my family. I don't talk. know about, you know, <laughs> what what eventually caused the Indians to people of India to to win their independence back. But I sure as hell would you know fight fight and and I don't understand passive and and that's what they say Gandhi was but by God you know I'm I'm going to fight you are, I mean that one this movie yeah, I, I would not I would not say whether I would or wouldn't because I've I hope, oh my never, God. I hope I'm never in that position to have to make that decision. Well, this is because you got to believe there are a lot of people that were in that position, and for whatever reason, well, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to die. I, I, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to uh, shoot. It. I'm um, not going to stand idly by and let a child. And I'm, I'm, if a man, if I'm a soldier, and somebody says to shoot at a child, guess what I'm going to do? Aim my rifle to the person who's telling me to shoot a child. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. And this is good for us to watch these movies because we have to realize what's going to happen. You know, we have we we have to make a decision at some point in our lives what we're going to do. We're not going to are we going to let Hitler uh, do this thing or what what what's going to happen next? You know, this world is kind of a, a volatile situation. And I think about Cain and Abel in the Old Testament, where Abel um, uh, kill or Cain killed Abel. Yeah. Cain killed Abel, and oh his blood God. actually cried out to God, you know, for vengeance. Well, it's funny. I don't see. This is what. I uh, never mind. I'm not going to get into how. Can I just believe, say something? I, I thought it was believe really, in a God that would let this happen to anybody. Anyway. Well, that's. I mean, that's. I don't want to even well, talk about it. You know, but, no, okay. That's, that's, no. No. That's faith is faith. Um, I know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is uh, what I find really interesting about that last scene that if it was a Hollywood movie wouldn't have happened is he never finds his, I I, th I guess it was his, his, the girl that he loved. He, he was never married, found he her. He was married right? in real life. I don't know what, yeah. what this portrayed. He never found her, which I yeah, thought was an interesting choice. If it was Hollywood, he definitely would have found her. So that he even added to. Last. What, Everybody what? he walked well, he up to. Breathing, breathing her last. Yeah. If, Everybody he walked up to, he called them brother or sister. Right, or sister, yeah. Or uncle. The Cain and Abel. Yeah, or uncle, you're right. So, yeah. Um, the Cain you know. and Abel thing, you know? That was like when he was calling everybody brother, sister, right. mother. And that was that was their connection. That's the Indian. Uh, they they feel familial to the, their friends. You know, that's your brother. You don't kill your brother. But the way well, he played what, I think that. what Debbie is, is talking about, it's got me thinking, is you're talking about the power of the individual, and um, there's not a lot of power in the individual. Because if you tell the story, if one of the Gurkha soldiers says, I'm not going to shoot those people, and then he turns and he shoots his commander or he shoots another soldier, odds are he's going to get shot and it will still happen because that's the scale of well, the, the world that we live in. And I'm not saying you shouldn't try or shouldn't fight, but I, I, I actually think like historically assassinations are really interesting because, uh, when somebody, you know, there's a difference between a murder and an assassination. And right. when there's an assassination, there's a point to it, which, uh, either, um, is clear, isn't clear, is clear to certain people, isn't clear to other people. And then there's what you do with it. Cause remember, this guy is saying as a protest, I have, I have, he tried to kill four people who were responsible for colonial atrocities in India. And, um, 
and, and it took another generation before India was uh, actually free and many more lives lost and many more lives lost fighting and all these other things. And I was thinking about, I was looking, I made a little list of the different assassinations that have happened and what happens to them. I mean, Archduke Ferdinand uh, gets assassinated and then we have World War One. Would it have otherwise happened? It's hard to say. There was an inevitability to it. Uh, Herschel Greenspan, he murdered a German um, diplomat named von Rath um, because his family had been killed by Hitler in 1938. And the Nazis took that and said, oh, see, the Jews are getting violent, and they did what's called Kristallnacht, which was when they wrecked uh, the Night of the Broken Glass. So it, they took an assassination that was a revenge and turned it into a justification for much greater violence. And the same thing with uh, Count Bernadotte getting assassinated by the Stern Gang in Israel, another part of fighting for independence from England. Like, there's there's all these things that can happen. And I think if what can happen in this story is that he killed this guy and that he got attention for it and was able to say, this is, this is who these people really are, that's worth doing. But no one person's sacrifice can really make the thing change overnight any more than, you know, one leader... Uh, you know, whether you know history or not, whether you think, believe everything you've ever heard about Gandhi in the movie and everything, of course, he's not one guy that made an action and changed it. So these kinds of movies in our modern world, they make you feel very small. And, um, that's, that makes it harder to watch because you can't, you can't imagine what you couldn't do if you were there. Right. Well, I'll tell you, I spent, um, well said. I spent seven years researching John Brown. There still has not, other than that goofy Showtime series, there's never been, uh, it was terrible. I forgot what it was called, the uh, something bird. Um, Ethan Hawke was great. Yeah, Ethan Hawke was great as Brown, but bad script, bad story. Um, I spent eight, seven, about seven or eight years researching him because he was a very complex character in order to write a movie about him. And then finally I felt I figured him out, why he did what he did, why he was admirable, and why he wasn't admirable. And I started, I literally started writing it right before 9-11. And then when 9-11 happened, uh, you know, a couple, you know, a month or so later, they published some of the letters of the 9-11 terrorists to their families. And what struck me about those letters were they were almost identical to the letters that John Brown's followers sent to their families before the raid on Harper's Ferry. And I just looked at it and I'm like, you know, I'm not writing John Brown as a as a um, thing to call for um, political violence, even though he probably did more to free the slaves than anyone else, because after him, this country could not continue slave and free. You know, it would never it could never continue. And so in a sense, he was did a good thing and he was successful. But I'm like, I don't want to write something that would encourage people to kill people for good causes. You know, I just. I didn't feel I could do that. So um, okay, maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll try again. Maybe I'll get angry and try again. No, I. Uh, oh my God! All right. Anybody have any uh, the nine eleven? Uh, that's such a strong um, thing to say it. connection. But yeah, no, no, it's uh, yeah. fascinating and something that this those people felt. I'm sure they couldn't felt couldn't shouldn't be talking about. I don't think. Is, is why? Singing. Why? Why shouldn't we talk about? I just it? think it's too. I don't know. I uh, I wouldn't be smart enough to talk about 
Well, look, most terrorists are someone else's freedom fighters, and I feel comfortable looking at this story in this movie and saying that the British, as the violent occupiers of this nation of India, murdering civilians, I'm comfortable saying they're the bad guys. They're not cartoonishly evil, which is based on reality, like we see in RRR, but this really happened, and it happened the way that it happened. You know, they flew an airplane over the square to see how many people were there, and when they saw at least 6,000, maybe 10,000 people, nobody in the British was like, well, when we said no meetings, we can't shoot that many people. They just went ahead and did it till they ran out of ammunition, as Ralph said at the beginning. And, you know, I think think it's, it's important to both feel very confident that you can take a moral side in different stories of history, yeah. but also try to look at the other side of it. And I can understand why O'Dwyer did what he did. And the uh, what did he say? He said, it's not just punishment. It's punishment that makes you fear more punishment. Right. It's disgusting yeah. and it's evil, but I understand why he thinks that. And that makes yeah. him, that's what makes him evil. Yeah. He didn't pull a trigger and that's what makes him responsible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. general got the bad rap, but it was really... O'Dwyer. Well, I mean, the, the general, general deserved the bad rap, as O'Dwyer yeah, but deserved he, he the bad rap. Didn't have to stop there. It shouldn't have stopped there. No, it should have no. gone up. It never, it never goes as far as it should go. Right. That, Do we want to rate this? Yippee Kai. I mean, is this is this a rateable film? I literally yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, one of the best films I've seen in years. I think yeah. it should win the Academy Award. Well, I don't know about that, but it's definitely you should watch it. It's, it's, a, it's a yippee ki sure. Yeah, it's a yippee ki It's a tough yeah. watch. I mean, it is a tough watch, but it's a well, yeah, really well-made film. I'm going to make a promise. <laughs> the next Indian film I watch is going to be one called Three Idiots that everybody recommended. Oh, so yeah, I think it's supposed I'm to be gonna, fun. I think I'm going to clear the palette with that. A little lighter tone. But I have a little suggestion for the next, okay, for the next spin we're going to How do you do. say pandering in Indian? We're not, I, 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 I want to no see if our Indian friends who have now subscribed and watch us will watch us do other things, other movies non-Indian Ooh. films, let's test our audience a little bit. Given that this is the month of October, I think when I spin, whoever gets the spin picks a horror film that they may not have seen since we're in October. Okay, I'm sorry. A to horror film we haven't seen? Yes. Or one you might want, one that you like, like we used to do on, you know, Movie Strange, one that you know about, you probably you didn't really want to watch it because it might be too this or that, and you say, so you have to bring that. Since we're, like I said, since we're in October, I want to test our Indian friends, see if they'll watch another movie other than one of theirs. Well, they certainly have subscribed, they so are, I great. hope that they'll I, stick I with even, us. And, you know, I think we'll come back to this for sure because it's Well, if, if we go down in views, we'll definitely come back yeah. to it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, absolutely. Gonna, we're I definitely going to go down in views. So. I wonder if our Indian friends have, have written a uh, horror film. I'm sure they have horror films. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. Listen, uh, but uh, was I, that's, one <laughs> oh, here we go. Now it's going to be an Indian horror film. I can no, no, no. I'm just that. saying straight up, but straight up Halloween type, you know, Halloween. <laughs> there are a lot of Indian horror films I haven't uh, seen. So I'm that sure. Is Excellent. Uh, yeah. But for let's for the next few people who are of this four of us still left. Um, let's do that for for the next few. And then if we want to come back to this, we'll yeah. come back. Deal. And thanks for the recommendation, everyone. That, yeah, I, mean, was, that was a, I have to film. say, Thank that you. was a, yeah. uh, a world This was really a eye-opening thing. Yeah. And this is what movies are about. In a sense, this is why we watch, you know, films from other cultures and other nations. I was just going to suggest, I think maybe we, ex- you know, spread this out to other cultures, too, because it is fascinating to uh, get a get a different perspective outside of our little bubble we live in all day long. And... uh I have to say this 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 film moved me quite a bit to make me want to try other things as well. 
but I do want to watch Three Idiots because that looks funny. Did you watch the uh, second part of? Uh, I did not. But I did watch no. the end of. I watched the end. I just don't care. You <laughs> <laughs> watched an Indian comedian. Yeah, wow. and his name was. Can't remember. Oh, he oh, was he fun. was funny. He left a big impression on you guys. Okay, let's see who's next. The horror. <laughs> this is to bring horror. Okay, That's we awesome. got four of us. go john is up okay you notice that the quattrucci brothers are the only ones who have black and white photos both of you well well they're very old we're old <laughs> uh they're classic that's photos fish, that's why. that was my headshot all right john so you're one? up for you're up for next week so okay a horror it's, film that that you that i haven't, haven't seen? seen yep that's a long list for john i It'd think that would be a big list you come up with well, I got to pick list. some universal movie classic that I've never seen. Okay. There you go. Have you seen The Black Cat? I hope not. I have. Oh. I have okay. seen it. Well, there you go. That's yeah. your list. So, everybody, will now this is a little test for our Indian friends. Yeah. If anybody jumps Are you going to stick with us or not? Yeah. So, uh, if not, we'll be back soon. <laughs> but if you're not going to, at least take the time to hit the subscribe button. And hit we the do notification have another button. episode already in the can with a special guest, so we have to get that. Yeah, I got I to gotta put that one out of the can, get it onto some... Uh, digital files for you i'm waiting on some pictures from you uh, okay i i asked them and, okay um, well there you go all right everybody uh have a good week stay oh, healthy i am no. feeling better already uh not because of this film but just in general <laughs> uh, but uh, have a good week and we'll see you guys next week john okay a good one all right i will take care everyone thanks for watching yeah